Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you are here. Glad you are here. I'm live. Okay. Hey, welcome, everybody. Good to see you. Says I'm live, but hang on. Trying to figure this out. Waiting for Dan's fish. Okay. That's interesting because <laughs> I'm literally right here. All right. Hopefully, can you guys see me and hear me? Um, What's it like on your end? Huh. I don't think anyone is seeing me or hearing me. What is going on with this? Okay, that's horrible. Waiting for me, I'm right here. Okay, here we are. I think we're live now. Hello, everybody. Sorry about that. Please let me know if you can see me and hear me. Audio's good. You can see me? Everything all right? Things are super funky. Sound and picture are both working. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, YouTube is forest. So let me show you what happened. YouTube has forced this on me today, which is a completely new interface for the live stream, a completely new uh, streaming, <laughs> I don't know, window that I've never seen before. So I've had to kind of learn it on the fly. Um, that's why chat's black today. And it was really weird. It, it told me I was live and then it said waiting for yourself, basically. So anyway, we're here now. I'll, I'll get into it, I guess, later and figure out what this new thing is. It's popping up all kinds of messages at me since it's a new window. I wonder if this has happened to other live streamers. Um, I've been pretty tied up this week, so I've been catching replays, haven't caught much live. I haven't seen anyone else say, hey, what's YouTube doing? But they totally changed everything on me today. But... We're going to get up and rolling anyway. It's really strange. I, I, can, I literally cannot go to the, um, the real-time window. So I don't have a great idea of what you guys are seeing. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. All right, got some exciting stuff to tell you folks about. Um, I'll tell you about the fish we're giving away and how to enter that. Tell you about the progress on the expansion. It's, it's going gangbusters, as my mama used to say. And uh, some other cool stuff that's happening. And then I'll get to your questions and comments and we'll geek out together. And thanks everybody for watching the how to make green water video. People have been asking me for that for, for months. And I've been dragging my feet. Finally, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make it for these people. I found some time. I made it. And it's it's done really well. It surprised the heck out of me. Usually when I make videos that are so kind of niche, so fish hobby nerd related, they don't do well. But this one did. So thanks for watching. Thanks for making it worth my while. I appreciate that. First super chat, Kent's Fish, 199. Start the party off right. Well, thank you, Kent. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the super chat. Never required, but always appreciated. And it does make the wife super happy. All right. So the fish we're going to give away today, I'm sure you all know and probably love this fish. 
It's the Celestial Pearl Danio. These guys, super colorful, beautiful little nano fish, just recently discovered in 2006, I believe. And if you would like to win some of these, here's how you do it. Hashtag CPDMe is how you enter to win them. If you win, I'll send you six CPDs on Monday. Um, you do have to be present to win when we draw later on in the stream. But if you want them, hashtag CPDMe is how you get some. And I'll send you six of them free of charge. Um, yeah, again, I think we all know and love this fish. Basically, kind of one of the ultimate nano fish. And there's a story behind this batch. Just Shrimp Granny throwing down $1.99. You're in top chat. I, I know. I know. Not live chat. I know. I know. So I'm actually in this live chat right here. For some reason, when I switch to this screen, it shows you that I'm in top chat. But I'm not. I, I promise. <laughs> I'm actually in live chat. Um, I have no idea why that is. So, yeah. So, so this right, um, yeah, th I think this is what you're seeing. Yeah, this right here is not an active thing. It's, it's literally just, just a window. It, it, it doesn't have any active function. So thanks for that though. I often do forget to go back to live chat. I, I, Promise you I am in live chat, even though what you're seeing is a window that says that I'm in top chat. At least I, I think that's accurate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's accurate. But thanks so much for the uh, for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but it does help a ton. Yes, uh, ha Boss Hog. Do you have any CPDs on Dan's fish? I do. I just added them today. Um, so let me show you. If you go to get gills... And you type in um, Danio, for example. Here they are, 675 for really healthy, amazing CPDs that I think are going to do really well for you. I tried to make a video of them today, and the white balance wasn't right. So when I went to render it and edit it and everything, it just it just looked off. So I'm going to try again, see if I can make a better video because they're beautiful. They're they're stunning fish. But the video made it look like everything was like amber and washed out and sepia toned. And it just I didn't want to I didn't want that video to represent the fish. They, they looked bad <laughs> in the video. Um, so this little fish just discovered in about 2006, very new to the hobby, created quite a stir because of their beauty. The, they top out at like maybe an inch, maybe a little under an inch. I thought, thinking back, I was like, I think I've seen one that's an inch and a quarter, but that might just be, you know, how your mind plays tricks on you when you remember things. Um, it, it was the biggest one I've ever seen, though. I remember seeing it and being like, whoa, that's a big one. Usually you see them, they're, they're tiny and, and they often have sunken bellies and stuff. This one was uh, big and plump and fat and impressive. So this batch that I have for sale is doing awesome. They're eating flakes like vigorously coming out like a pack of wolves and eating flakes. They're eating pellets. They're eating frozen. They're eating live. They're eating rapashi. Pretty much everything I'm putting in the tank. And they're not shy, which is weird. I've had problems with CPDs in the past. I just like almost never saw them. But I've got a, a big group of them. 
uh, maybe 175 of them or so in a 30 gallon breeder tank. There's a big spawning mop in there in the middle where they can all like hide if they want to. But in that big group, they like come out. When I went to take the video, I went to dunk my uh, GoPro under the water and I put my hand in there with the camera. They all came out and started like picking at my hand. They weren't shy at all. Now, I don't think that that behavior, I've never seen that before. Before when I've kept them, they've always been really shy. So it might just be a function of being in a large group that this often happens with fish that if they're in a large group, they're out and about. And I, I see it all the time. I'll get a large group. Once they settle in, they'll be out in front. They'll be begging for food. I come to the tank. They're up at the front glass. And then I gradually sell them off. And once I sell them off and there's no longer a big group, there's just, I don't know, 20 left or something like that, where there was a, a couple hundred, then their behavior changes so fast. Once, once the group size just diminishes to the point where it's no longer critical mass, they start getting really shy and stuff. So I think that might be the case with the CPDs too. I'm, I'm amazed with how outgoing they are. I've never seen them like this before. They've always been this, this shy fish that hid, but in this big group, they're not like that at all. Now I've kept these for a little over two months, this specific batch. When they first came in, I got them. I was like, Oh, these look awesome. I put them in the tank next day they were covered in some kind of parasite, like just like that. It says, oh man. So it took a couple of weeks um, to, to get rid of that parasite and make sure it wasn't coming back. And then by the time they were through the treatment, they had got very skinny. So I've spent the last six weeks just plumping them up, just throwing food at them. Um, and making sure they don't have any internal parasites, using metronidazole and stuff like that, um, and just feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. And they finally got to the point where they're, they're big, they're plump, they're, they're sassy, and I think that they're going to do very well for you. So they, they're like typical CPDs. They look a little bit um, – they're like goldfish, right, with a big round belly. They're, they're always kind of a slenderish fish, but they're, I think they're healthy and ready to go. So it's literally taken two months and a few days to get them to this point, but I haven't had any losses for a long time, many, many weeks. And I, I, I think I can sell them safely and they'll do really well for you. So that's, that's the giveaway for this week. Um, and oh, what was I? Oh, and one reason I'm being so cautious is I've tried this fish before and, and I haven't got them for several years because I tried them before and I, I just struggled with them. They just didn't do well. And so this batch, I, I've just been extra cautious. That's why it's taken me, you know, a couple months and change to be willing to sell them. But I'm pretty confident now. So um, if you win, please let me know how they are when they arrive. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to arrive alive and in great shape. But it is a bit of a test. So if they don't, please let me know. And anyone that orders um, them, especially this first release, this first week of when they're released for sale, if you would, please, please contact me when they arrive and just let me know if there were any problems or if they look good or what, because um, I want to make sure that everything's good, right? 
I'm sure it is, but every now and then I get a surprise. In fact, last week I got I got to apologize to um, <laughs> to Cindy. I won't say her last name because I don't want uh, her identity, you know, blown. But had a customer, uh, we'll call her Cindy, that ordered some geophagus from me. And I've sold tons of this batch of geophagus, no problem. Um, last week, she happened to get a dud heat pack. I check all the heat packs before I send them to make sure they're burning, make sure they're actually reacting and, and heating. Um, and I send them to her. I expected the report to be like, hey, these are great, thanks. But the report came back, man, that box was freezing cold. Uh, two didn't make it, and the other ones were struggling because they were so cold. And so, uh, Cindy, I'm really sorry about that. It's literally been, well, I don't know literally because I, I don't remember the date, but I can't remember the last time I had a heat pack uh, go bad on me in shipment. So, I'm really sorry that happened. Um, and, and to double, so usually when that happens, which I, I want to stress is very infrequent that there's problems in shipping, but occasionally it happens. Um, usually when that happens, I'll say, okay, do you want a refund or do you want me to resend the fish? And I don't charge shipping when I resend the fish. I, my job is to get the fish to you alive and healthy. So I, I don't charge you for that <laughs> when I have to resend. And Cindy was like, yeah, yeah, resend. And so I was great. I'll resend. I didn't realize that they had already sold online. Um, and so I went to do my pre-shipping check to make sure I had all the fish and check health and all that that I always do. And I realized, oh, man, I thought I had enough of these. I didn't realize that I'd already sold all of them and then promised Cindy that I would reship. So that's why I feel doubly bad. And that's why I'm kind of apologizing to this person because, um, and by the way, they've been totally cool. And thank you for that. But not only did the shipment not go well, but then I promised to resend and without realizing they had already, I, I basically looked behind me in the tank. I saw a bunch of big healthy geophagus in there and I was like, great, I'll resend them to you. Um, not thinking that for some reason this week that fish would be extremely popular and was already sold out. So I'm really sorry. I, <laughs> I'm generally pretty good about my stocking numbers and pretty cautious about it and under list just in case. So there's a little buffer in things, but I messed up Cindy's order bad. So I'm sorry, Cindy. Um, and Jeremy Morrell, Cindy, a.k.a. Cinders, a.k.a. Candy. No, it's not candy. It's not not candy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, every now and then something goes wrong in shipping and, and that's not my fault. But then when I say, OK, no problem, I'll reship next week, um, you know, I'll double check the heat pack extra carefully or whatever and reship shouldn't be a problem. Sorry for the fluke. Um, and then have to a few days later be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't actually send you those fish. That's a horrible experience where it's warm and there's plenty of oxygen and just leave them out. Half of them never heat up. It's, I don't get it. I just, for anyone that ships fish, if you've got a way to make them work, I would love to know what it is, if there's some secret. But just so you know, I've been trying experiments for over a month now I've tried them in every configuration and every way I can think of, 
and I can't get them to work, which is a bummer. They also came out with a 120 hour heat pack. How cool would it be to be able to, uh, to ship a 120 hour heat pack? Then delays would be not scary at all. I mean, a little scary, but not compared to what they are right now. So yeah. So heat packs have been a, a challenge this week just or this month especially those 96 hour ones i cannot get them to work i just can't um let's see here cat and fish oh this is what i like to hear thank you cat and fish fish came all alive and well and are doing great i'm i'm glad to hear that that is amazing thanks for letting me know okay i've got a note here this new window's killing me um says chat disconnected please wait while we try to reconnect you Unable to connect to chat. Please try again later. Oh, this, I don't know what this new studio is, but I literally could not find a way to get into the old studio that I know how to work and that works every time. Um, I think what I'm going to do is close down the pop-up chat window, reopen it, and see if that solves the problem. It looks like it solved the problem. Okay, good. Okay, great. Um, so if I miss your chat or your question, literally chat was acting super funky. It threw up an error that said chat's not working right now. So if I missed it, I apologize. But I mean, I'm I think this is like a new thing they're doing and there's some bugs here. I've already run into a couple trying to get this thing up and running. So, all right. So if you're just joining us, I'm about to get into um, the questions and comments, but I want to remind people about the giveaway. I'm giving away um, some Celestial Pearl Danios. I'll send you six of them for free if you win. The way to enter is a comment with hashtag CPD me, <laughs> CPD me, man. Um, and uh, yeah, do that and you'll be entered to win. And later on, we'll do a random drawing for the lucky winner. Oh, someone left a $10 super chat. Tiffany White. Hey, Tiffany, I had a great experience last week receiving my first order. All are doing good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, Tiffany, especially with the delays. I, um, I was actually worried about Tiffany's order because... It was cold last week and the order got delayed. And so uh, all went well, though, in the end. So that was a happy ending. It, it was the only order that comes to mind that had any problems last week was the Geophagus order. And it's simply because Heapack was great, put it in, sent the box out, and something happened where it just stopped working. And it wasn't delayed or anything. The, the package arrived within two days but it was cold as ice. So not sure what happened. Um, the other thing I can't do. Oh, it's so weird in this window. I can't like see how many are watching. I, I don't the normal stuff. Okay. Viewer activity. No, that's just super chats. Um, Chattanooga Ed $16. Thank you. Thank you. Chattanooga. $16 for the 16 super healthy hungry fish I got today from Dan's fish. Oh man. Whew, I'm so glad they made it alive. It's okay. So there's something 
so I've been shipping fish and selling fish online um, or through the mail. It used to be through newsletters and things since the early 90s. Okay. And it's always been kind of a, an anxious thing for me because I truly do care about fish. Like I, I love them. I want them to be healthy and happy. So my whole life, it's always been a, a kind of an anxious thing. And it started more of exchanges between friends and things um, early on. And that was nice. If something went wrong, they understood. We worked it out, all that. And But I was always anxious about it. Then it became a serious business. And I got really anxious about it because then it's important. You have the fish thing, but you also have the business thing that needs to go well. So you want your customers to have a good experience. You always want the fish to have a good experience. Now you need your customer to have a good experience, right? Now, add to that YouTube where pretty much everything I do is transparent. Um, The only things I really won't divulge are who my sources are, because that's a big part of my competitive advantage. Um, And... um, and what my markup is. Although if you look in my like uh, Shark Tank pitch live stream, you'll see what the margins are on the company. Um, you'll see what kind of margins we make, but what the specific markups are on each item, I, I don't share that either, but almost everything else is transparent. So now if I ship fish, it's I want the fish to have a good experience. I want the customer to have a good experience, but there's the added thing of everything's out in the open. So if something goes wrong, like, it's out there for everyone to see. Um, like even I, I shipped uh, Skipper's Aquariums. I sent him, what, a dozen, I believe, hyphen Corridors Paleotis several weeks ago. And um, he did the unboxing. And unfortunately, that was a shipment where everything didn't go well. Um, there were a few DOAs. And so like when that happens, it's all out there. So so it's not just the fish and the customer. It's also like your reputation instantly, instantly your reputation is transparent for everyone. There's unboxing videos. Um, you know, Ed could have just as easily in the comment, if it was a bad experience said like, man, Dan, we have a problem. None of the fish made it alive. And that's out there for everyone to see. Right. So <laughs> it's really good because it, it keeps you honest. It keeps you on your toes. It makes sure that every box that goes out, you're double, you're triple checking um, every part of the process. You're not selling fish before, before every indication is that they'll arrive alive and healthy and, and do well long term. So it's good. It's healthy. It makes the hobby better. But like it's... It's, uh, it, how do I express it? It's nerve wracking. It's already hard enough when you just have fishing customers. Then when you have the whole world watching. <laughs> so whenever I hear that the box made it, it's just like, whew. even though I, I knew they would pretty much, I mean, percentage wise, they almost always do. Still, it's just like, whew. Fish made it, customers happy, and the world saw success instead of this abject failure. <laughs> so thanks so much. I, I love it when people tell me um, how the fish arrive, even if they don't arrive in good shape, because that's important information. Then I can dig in. I can check the batch. 
I can I can hold shipping that batch for a couple of weeks to observe and make sure not coming down with something like all that feedback is just so, so useful and so appreciated. Um, all right. I did see another super chat go through, but my chat's frozen again. Uh, let's see if I can find that. Oh, <laughs> Kayla's Aquatics, $10 super chat. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Always appreciated. Never required. But that sticker cracks me up. It's like Pippi Longstocking grew up and went to cheerleading school with a trampoline. It's <laughs> That is a funny sticker. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Bob, for all your support. Over the years, uh, Bob was like my eighth subscriber ever. And now we're at 7,300 and change, which is not big, right? No, but but eight, that's like OG status. Um, okay, so last thing is, before I get to questions and comments, is an update. So I've been busy with this expansion. So for those that don't know, I'm expanding the business. I'm adding 81 tanks to what I currently have, which is about 4,000 gallons and what I currently have, and I'll add 81 tanks to it. So instead of being able to offer you about 50 species at a time, I'll be able, I'll be able to offer, um, sorry, I get my lips get really dry down here. Um, even with all these tanks with that gas heater in the winter, the air just dries out like crazy. Um, so instead of offering about 50 species at a time, I'll be able to offer about 130. So it's going to increase things exponentially, kind of. Is that exponentially? Double, little over double. Um, so last week we got the spray foam in. This week we got, uh, um, I got a new gas meter put in. The old gas meter could only handle a little over... 200,000 BTUs and the, the new one can handle about 600,000 BTUs, which is important because the, the water heater I use is 200,000 BTUs by itself. Technically it's 199,000, but 200,000. And then the furnace will take probably about 60,000. So had to upgrade. So did that. Last night I cut out a bunch of the vertical stands for the racks um, and then I made my dado template so I can dado out the slots for the horizontal um, beams to be inserted in. So tomorrow I'm going to go back early and spend the day dadoing out um, gaps for horizontal supports to be inserted in. Once that's done, that's the main part of the stands. Then it's just plug and play. You just slap it together and screw it in with some spacers. So it's super easy. So that's coming along. Um, we, yesterday we had the city inspector over, um, to make sure that where we're going to run the drain and bring in from the new meter, the gas and the water and everything, um, is to code and all that. And that should all be done. We have to dig a six foot deep trench cause it's Wyoming and we get a permafrost in the winter. Well, is it permafrost if it's just in the winter? Anyway, we get a deep frozen layer in the winter. So we have to dig down a trench six feet um, and run it from the supply across the property to the facility and run all that, all that piping and plumbing and gas and such. So um, that should be done by next live stream next week. And then the only 
real thing left to do that I can't do myself that I need a contractor to help with is putting in the um, HRV and the furnace because uh, that involves connecting gas up and stuff like that that uh, that maybe I could do, but I, I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them do that. So, yeah, so progress is being made and it's very encouraging. It's coming along quickly. And um, I hope the goal is, should I say this? Okay, it's a goal. (laughs) Forgive me if it doesn't happen. But the goal is by Christmas, I want to have the thing up and running so that as soon as the holidays are done, I can import a nice big batch of amazing fish from Africa, from West Africa. Um, And then depending on how much space that takes, I might do an import from Colombia as well. So that's what's going on. And it's pretty exciting. I'm thrilled about it. And I want to thank everyone that's helped. Uh, Everyone that's invested. Thank you so much. Everyone that supported the GoFundMe. Thank you. And please do remind me when you order. Um, if you did that, uh, that, Hey, I did a GoFundMe so that I can give you your discount because you deserve that for helping me out. And I'm happy to do that. Um, and with that, I'm going to get to questions and comments. I've been gabbing for, oh, it went back to top chat when I closed chat and reopened it. Of course it did. Okay. I'm going to scroll up, get to the first, um, chat that I see that's highlighted for me and get to it. If you don't get a response, it's because it cut off on me when I closed it and reopened it and all that to fix it. And uh, so just repost if I if I skipped you. The first one I see is Medina Aquatics. Hey, good to see you. The three pistol McMaster you sent me arrived alive and safely today. <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. And thanks for letting me know. It's just every time it's like another a weight is lifted off my shoulders. Every box that makes it in good shape. Peplin Creek Aquatics, how many CPD? Six. I'll send you six for free. If you want more than that, I can definitely add to it uh, if you want a nice big school, but I'll send you six for free. And if you want to buy more, you can. By the way, Peplin Creek Aquatics won the um, pair of McMasteri a couple live streams ago. And we communicated and Peplin said, hey, just if you would, if Candy wants them, please give them to Candy. So Peplin donated them to Candy and I was able to take them up to Candy this week. So on Monday, Candy did get her fish Peplin that you donated to her. So that's check that box off. (laughs) And for those that are asking, I still can't really sex them. Um, there was one male that colored up, obviously, and one female that was yellowed out, and they were kind of palling around. So that's why I was able to, to get that pair. At least I'm pretty darn sure they're a pair. But in general, I, I can't. It's not even that I can't sex the epistos. It's just that until they're big enough that it's super obvious, I don't want to be the guy where you're like, I want three pairs. And I'm like, Great. And then I go to sex them and I screw up because it's not as obvious as it could be. And then you have a bad experience on the other end. Um, that's that's what I'm tr- I'm just trying to curtail expectations to make sure that no one's disappointed. 44 mag guy. Oh, it used to be 44 mag guy one, didn't it? Now, 44 mag guy fish and more. What's the temp range for the CPDs? Um, right now, I'm keeping them in the low 70s. They can be kept kind of anywhere in the 70s, I would say. 
I've seen them kept up in the 80s as well, but they're a fish that I think likes it a little cooler. So let's see what Seriously Fish has to say about that. Um, so what I'm thinking is uh, low 70s is probably good for them. Celestial Pearl Danio. And I don't think they're one that likes it real hot. Okay, let's see here. So this is... A great site to go for quick information on fish. It's called Seriously Fish. Check them out. Uh, what do they say? 20 to 26 Celsius. So what's that? 68? 20C to F. 68 degrees to 26. Oops. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 68 degrees to the upper 70s is what they're saying. And that's kind of been my experience. Low 70s, they seem to really be thriving. Right now, probably about down there, 73, maybe 75 degrees. They're in a bottom tank. Alien World Aquatics. Hello, everyone. Just got home from work. Hey, Dance Fish, hope you're doing well. All the endlers are still good. And one is Prego. Awesome. Reminds me of spaghetti. Is that like a spaghetti sauce brand? Prego! <laughs> I remember the commercials from like the 90s. <laughs> Rockford Fish Keeping. Would clown killies go good with chocolate garamis? I want something with some color, but not guppies. Eight chocolates and a 20 long. Yeah, I, I actually think clown killies would go really, really well with chocolate garamis. The chocolates are going to hang out on the bottom to middle of the water column, mostly. Well, it depends. If you only have floating plants, they'll hang up at the top more. But if there's adequate cover at different levels, they like the kind of bottom mid-level zone. And the uh, rocket killies or or clown killies or pseudepiplates annulatus, uh, depending on which name you're using, they, um, they'll tend to hang out at the surface to kind of down mid-water level. And chocolate garamis, even a full-grown chocolate garami at about two inches, has a very, very small mouth. So I don't think you're going to have issues. Even full-grown, I don't think they're going to take, uh, be tempted to try to take a, a medium-sized clown killie. Uh, a full-grown clown killie for sure is going to do great with them. And by the way, uh, Steenfont Aquatics, I believe, has clown killies for sale. Um, I have already referred someone to him a week or two ago for clown killies. They got them. They said that a great experience. They said all the killies arrived in great shape. So um, that's a fish I can't hook you up with. I've tried. I love them. I, I absolutely love them. One of my favorites. And I used to keep and breed them. I kept and bred them on Rovia location, a specific collection point. Since I've moved to Wyoming, though, I have not been able to keep them. I don't know what it is about my setup, but I've tried four times in the last year because I like them so much. I tried four times, four different vendors in four different tanks, and I tried three different acclimation methods, and they still don't work for me. So I just stopped bringing them in because that's not fair to the fish at that point. So I can't give you any. I wish I could, but I know Steenfot has them. Um, and by all appearances, is doing a great job. Let's see a clown. Let's see if anyone else has any. Um, Rocket. 
I'm looking on Get Gills here for, I don't see any on Get Gills. So I would go to Steenfot Aquatics if you want some. And I think that would be an amazing pairing because they have a temperament that would complement each other. So yeah, that, I want to see that tank, Rockford. <laughs> I think that tank would look fantastic. Can anyone, is there a mod that could tell me how many viewers we have? I literally don't know how to see that information on this new screen that YouTube is thrown at me. Um, okay. Scrolling back here. Okay. Peplin Creeks, you rock. Thank you. Hey, thank you for donating them to candy. I uh, candy totally deserves them. And I'm glad she got them. Oh, there's candy. They are lovely heart. Thank you. All right. That's for you, Peplin. Um, Mike E M. There are sneaker meals too, Apistos. Yeah, I know. It's. I just don't want to say, yeah, here's a pair, and then have someone be like, these are two males, and me just be like, oh, that was a bad experience. So I prefer to say, I can't sex them, <laughs> and then no one's disappointed. And and it's true, most of them I really can't. Um, you put the net in, and if they scatter and color down and they're darting around and you're trying to catch them and it's a busy shipping day and you're like, man, I've got several hundred fish to catch today. I don't have two hours to sit at that tank and observe um, and make sure that I'm getting that one that looks like it's got some red on the tail, you know, and stuff like that. It's There's all kinds of reasons why I sell them as unsexed. If someone local came over and knew Epistos, they would be welcome to pick out pairs. I'm sure that they could, but it, it doesn't work in my situation. Brandon Lee, do you know where I could get cheap Tapajos Geos fish keeping on a budget? Yes, I do. Let me show you. Um, extra, uh, who is it that has that? Here it is. Bioaquatics right here. 12 of them for a hundred bucks. That is such a great deal. Or three for $32. That's just a little over $10 a fish. I don't think you're going to beat that deal. I really don't. So I don't know if you want a big group of them or not, but getting three of those for $32, it's like $10 and change each fish is a great deal. And 12 for $99, that's less than 10 bucks a fish. And these are probably his breeders. Um, they're small, one to one and a half inches. So you're going to get small ones, which actually is good. Geos ship really well when they're small. And yeah, that's where I would go. Um, let me see. Let's look at uh, Bioaquatics and see their feedback. Looks like they're doing okay. Four feedback, five out of five, five out of five. One bad, five out of five. So it looks like in general they're doing good and have one outlier. So that's that's where I would go. Um, Aquarium Co-op did a, um, a video tour of this guy's farm. I believe his name's Andres. And this guy is actually breeding clown loaches and a lot of other neat stuff. So if you want to take a look at his facility and his, his actual fish farm where he breeds and raises this stuff – um, check out Aquarium Co-op's channel. If you Google like Aquarium Co-op clownfish, 
clown loach breeding or something. I, I bet it'll show up. And then Wild Fish Tanks has done a couple of tours of BioAquatics' facilities. So it might be cool to check those out so you can see the guy that's actually selling them, see his setup, get a sense of his fish and things. But uh, So it looks like most people are having a good experience and, and one didn't said bad communication. So, you know, that does happen. Every now and then an email goes to spam or something. In fact, I had <laughs> one of my comments. Let me share this with you. Um, it ended up good, but it could so easily have gone bad. Okay, so this is my store. Um, let me show you here. Your store details. Okay. Okay, here it is. We had some bumps in communication, but Dan answered all my questions once it was all ironed out and, and everything ended up well. But this was close. I almost got a negative review because <clears throat> this, this customer um, emailed me and I emailed back within 24 hours and thought, great. And then they emailed me again and I emailed back within 24 hours and I thought, great. And then I shipped them and the day after I shipped them, which is like a week after the communication, um, they sent me an email from a different account and said like, did they ship? I have no idea what's going on. Like you said in your live stream that you get back to people within, in 24 hours. This is not good. What's happening? And I responded and I said, I didn't realize this person had emailed me before and I had responded because I get so many emails. So I didn't remember that. I responded and I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I apologize. I sent them out. Here's the tracking number and all that. And then it just kept like niggling at my mind. And so I went back and I saw that I had responded and then that the emails had not gone through. So I took those original messages with my responses from a week ago and uh, forwarded them to him with the like air message of could not be delivered. And that's when that customer realized, oh, they, they, the return email they had put in was wrong. So I was responding, but they weren't getting the email. And it's only by chance that, uh, it's only because they happened to email me from a different account that I, and I responded to that, that, that they got any response from me. So in their mind, they've been asking questions and I've just been like, eh, I don't have time for you and not responding, right? Um, they happened to send me something from a different account and that response went through and, and that triggered me to go back and look. But I could have easily, easily gotten a really negative review from that through no fault of my own. I was responding. It's just the return email address simply wasn't working. Uh, the customer could not receive emails at the address that was the automatic response address they had entered. So, <laughs> so sometimes it's definitely the seller's fault. Sometimes it's just a technical issue like that. And I'm not blaming the customer. It, it was an error. It was a technical glitch, right? Yeah. I'm not blaming them at all. They're, they're a great customer and we figured it out and it all ended well, but there's so many things that can go wrong um, with communication. But anyway, Brandon Lee, that's a long way of saying, I think that's a smoking deal. And you're getting them from the actual breeder. These aren't like shaky imports that have been brought in and transshipped and then sent right to you. None of that's going on. They were bred and raised right there. So that's always good.
The Zen Ginger, temp and parameters wise, can CPDs be kept in a 40 gallon that is used as a goldfish grow out as long as the goldfish are moved out before they can eat the CPDs? LOL. Yeah, I think so. Um, Now, (laughs) by saying yes, I think so, half of the internet just got really angry because there's this thought that you can't keep any fish with goldfish, right? The goldfish carry diseases and that they're um, all kinds of issues when you mix them together. I just, if you have healthy, yeah, if you're getting feeder goldfish that have been maltreated and there's all these problems and then you mix them with other fish um, and they've been so stressed that they're just incubators for disease, then maybe you're going to have a problem. But if you have healthy goldfish and especially if they're grow outs, like if you bred them yourself and stuff, anyway, if they're healthy, then, then I don't think that that is a problem. I know a lot of people say you should never, ever, ever mix goldfish with other things. Um, I think you can if all the fish are healthy. Now, the the only problem that I see with this, though, is that it's not going to take the goldfish long to be able to eat them at all. I mean, even a small goldfish has a big enough mouth that it could eat a CPD. But if you did separate them before they got that big, yeah, I think they'd probably go well together. I, I don't think that would be a problem. 54 Punchy, hey, saying hi to Lucky Seahorses. Um, I I almost kept that box filter here, 54 Punchy, just so I could lift it up and be like, Pam's favorite filter, and put it back down at about this time in the stream. But then I forgot to do it. 156, 155, all right, cool, cool, thanks. I just literally can't, can't see how many are watching right now. Skipper's Aquariums, okay, thanks, 160, all right. Beast Heart. Almost beef heart. Dance fish, best easy to breed like mosquito fish, but good color. Looking for something as tough as mosquito fish. Yeah, I would go with a melanistic heterandria formosa. Um, let me show you that. Melanistic, um, what do they call that? The least killifish, even though it's a live bearer. Let's see if I can find an image of this and, and share it with you. Yeah. So, oh, that's a horrible picture. Oh, maybe this will work. So this isn't the best picture, but right here, oh, here's one. You can see uh, the melanistic form of the Hedrandria formosa is, they're a rock solid little fish and they're kind of a, a cool looking fish when they're melanistic like that. It's not really showing me. Let me see if I can find, maybe if I type in their scientific name and type in melanistic, I can get uh, het randria formosa on this. Did I, am I even close? Oh yeah, there we go. Okay, so here is what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing a lot of them. Okay, this is kind of, we'll show you. I guess this one's Holbrook eye. I don't know how different that is than uh, Formosa, but something like that, some kind of melanistic form like that, I think would be would be awesome. So if you're looking for something as tough as mosquito fish, 
kind of like the same parameters as mosquito fish and stuff, but have color. That's what I would go with a melanistic form. Alien world aquatics. Would it be bad? Would it be bad by two by Cobra endlers from you and put them in with the Santa Maria endlers where they try to breed together and mess up both strains? Um, oh yeah, they're going to, yeah, there's going to be all kinds of crossbreeding going on between the strains. So if you want a beautiful tank, you could keep them together. Um, but if you're trying to keep the strains pure and propagate them, that would instantly mess that up. Real, real quick. But if it's just like a show tank, that would look amazing. Varanid guy, I'm looking for suggestions. I have a 75-gallon, great size tank, currently stocked with Praycox Rainbows, Pearl Garamis, SAEs, sounds awesome, and a pair of Empire Gudgeons. Dude, that tank's amazing. Any good, compatible Asian bottom dwellers? Let's see. Yes. Um, the, the first thing that pops to mind, that size fish, that group of fish, would be something like a zebra loach. They're fantastic. Um, so you've got Praycox rainbows. So those are going to be mid-top water swimming around. Programmies, they'll kind of be top-ish, but sedate and slow. SAEs, they'll be on the surfaces browsing. And Empire Gudgeon's kind of bottom to mid. Um, yeah, I would go with zebra loaches. The thing that's great about a zebra loach is it's it's a botiid, but it's not aggressive and it doesn't get big. Um, like I have nothing against clown loaches. I really like them, but they get so big that they're not ideal for most situations. The zebra loach tops out at three to four inches and has a neat black and yellow color pattern to it. And that's what I would I wish I had some to sell you, but I, I don't have any right now. But that's my favorite of the botiid type loaches. They're big enough that they're not going to get picked on by anything. And they're small enough that they're not going to mess with any of those. So that's the first suggestion I have for Anid guy. Kelly's Aquatics. If anyone has a question or comment, be sure to put at Dan's fish so he will see you. Yes, please. At symbol Dan's fish, select Dan's fish once it populates and it'll highlight for me. And then I don't miss it. Usually, <laughs> usually. Cichlids 23, what is the ideal size for a CPD tank? So, okay, so they're a nano fish and they can go well in nano tanks. But if we're talking ideal, this experience I'm having right now with a group of 200 of them and just how not shy, not scared they are. Now, they were. It took, it took really about a month for me to start seeing this shift in their behavior. And I wasn't expecting it, but for the first month they were hiding. I dropped food in and I'd leave and like watch them from a distance and see they were coming out and eating and stuff. So I knew they were okay. But after the first month or so they were out and about when I fed them, they would rush right up to me and rush right up to the food. If they did get startled, they kind of go back in a cloud and then come right back out. Um, and so seeing this behavior from this big group, I'm going to say that the ideal is a group of 200 CPDs, roughly one, 200, I don't know. And, um, in that case, an ideal size tank, I'd say like a 40 breeder 
would be fine. Mine are in a 30, uh, a 30 breeder right now and they're doing great. Um, a little more space though, wouldn't hurt. A 40 breeder would be nice. So ideally want to keep a couple hundred of them, 40 to 75 gallon tank. That's what I'm going with. Now, if you just need to keep six, then you're going to be fine in a much smaller tank. The other thing that's happening though now is I'm not having aggression issues. I, I think I've had aggression issues in the past with smaller batches. And I would just notice one fish that got really robust and big and the others didn't. So it was kind of like they were being dominated by that one fish is what I think was happening. And that would be a group of like 25 or so um, in, in a, in a 30 gallon. So if, so what I don't know is if you only have six, will they do well in like a five and a half to 10 gallon or will you get that dominance thing? Or was that just a fluke that I experienced? I don't know. I don't know. So I think I'm going to ask for help on that one. Do other people, let's say you have six CPDs. Can you keep them in a 10 gallon? Can you keep them in a five and a half gallon? Like tank size, they'd be fine as far as water parameters go. But do you experience aggression issues when you have a small group and a small tank? Um, that's what I think I was experiencing before, but I'm not quite sure. Let's see. It looks like we've got a super chat. Ty Hunsicker. Ty, good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. How's that special Roseline Barb doing? He, still here. I'm hoping to get some soon. Thanks for all you do. Appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you too. It's so good to meet you. And um, thanks for coming to visit my fish room. Fu Manchu is right here. Literally right above my finger there. Smash-faced Roseline Barb. <laughs> Looks like a little pug. Looks like a pug Roseline. And he's just retired. Just retired in that tank. He's a couple years old now that I've had him. And pretty much full grown. And just too big, I think, at this point that I'd want to ship him. Too big and old. So he's just my buddy. Rockford Fishkeeping. I got a nine pack of daffodil cichlids from Bioaquatics and they are doing great. Awesome. Thanks for the feedback, Rockford. Yeah, that's good to hear. And yeah, I think, I think Andres knows what he's doing. Uh, Candy, link to the aquarium co-op video, Bioaquatics. Excellent. Thank you. If anyone knows Wild Fish Tanks videos and can link that, that would be great too. By the way, Wednesdays are pretty cool. We got Wild Fish Tanks going on a live stream, then I go, and then we get 54 Punchy afterwards. So I'm, I'm loving Wednesdays. Um, <clears throat> and Pam, I'm sorry I miss your live stream so much, but that's like my put the kids to bedtime and then catch up with my life because I literally work solid until after this live stream on Wednesdays. And so that's the only time I have to like, I don't know, put my laundry in my, you know, do this, clean up my kitchen, do this stuff to actually live. But, um, so I catch your replays more than live. So I'm sorry, Pam, that I, I miss them sometimes, but I, I typically lurk in uh, wild fish tanks, live streams. And I really like how he approaches things. I like, uh, he's got good energy. He, he has good flow. He's got a good sense of, uh, not having dead airtime and he's got a lot of good experience. I'm, I'm enjoying his streams quite a lot. Anna Lee, hashtag ozone, hashtag oh yes. 
<laughs> Dolly Vigil, can CBDs get along with thread fins? Yes. And emerald dwarf raspberries? Absolutely. Yes. Um, emerald dwarf raspberries and CPDs will pretty much see each other as the same fish as conspecifics. And with thread fins, they're going to get along great. I, I've never had a problem with that grouping. So I think you'll do just fine. By the way, how are those thread fins doing? I, are you getting any breeding action? Hope you're getting some eggs or at least some nice displays from the males for those females. Kent's fish. They are very small, but I would said good luck with the goldfish and CPDs. Yeah, I mean, the goldfish would have to be like really small. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not something that I think I would try and it's not something I'm recommending. But the question was, could you do it? And I think if the gold, if the goldfish are really small, you could. Yeah, not something that I'm like, yeah, totally. You should do that every day. No, <laughs> I agree, Kent. It's a it's a bit of a risk. It's not going to take long for those goldfish to be like. That was delicious, Mikey M. I got a pair of Aplicylus parvus from China, India. Saw your awesome blocky I pick on the Get Gills website. Any tips for breeding water quality? Well, yes, yes, absolutely. But first, let's look at Aplicylus. Parvis, because I literally don't know that fish. I thought I knew the Aplicylus genus inside and out. Well, looky there. No way. I can't believe that I did not know this fish. So this looks a lot like a blocky eye or a Kirschmeier eye. Yeah, so this is, it looks like a breakout of the Blockii or Kirschmeierii group. Holy cow! How in the world did I never heard, oh look at that anal fin, of this fish. Okay, you blew my mind, Mikey M. My mind's blown. I had no idea that that species existed. I, I've known about blocky eye. I've kept it and bred it and raised it. I've known about Kirschmeier eye. I've kept it. I've bred it. I've raised it. Same with Panchak. Same with um, Day eye. Same with Lineatus. I had no, no idea there was Parvis. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm glad you left that. Um, so I can't speak to Parvis because apparently... <laughs> Apparently, I didn't. <laughs> I obviously have no experience with it, but from Blocky Eye and Kirschmeier Eye, um, I've kept and bred them in super hard water when I was in Los Angeles. I've kept and bred them in super soft water here. Um, they do well in both, in my experience. I would say temperatures in the mid 70s are great for them, um, 75 is fine. A lot of coolie, coolie fish, a lot of killie fish like it kind of cool. Um, these I find like it 75 to 78. They like it a little, little warmer than you would think of West African killie fish and things. Um, I just spawn them with a spawning mop. I, right now I have a big group in a 75 gallon tank. Um, if I want eggs, I'll throw in a floating spawning mop. Pick eggs and incubate them like a normal killifish. To really get high production, separate your males and females, feed heavily. Um, you can do flakes and pellets and stuff, but if you have live and frozen, that'll really bulk the females up quick. 
After a week or two of them being separate, throw a spawning mop in the female's tank and in the male's tank and move some sexes to each tank. So now you have males and females in each tank and they'll breed like crazy. The eggs are fairly small compared to most killifish. So the fry are a little bit more of a challenge to raise. You're going to want some infusoria, some rotifers or some green water, something like that. You might be able to get some to survive just on baby brine shrimp, but they're small enough that you'll get a much higher yield if you feed, say, green water for the first week or so until the fryer are a little bit bigger. So that's my initial thoughts on them. And as always, tight lid. These things can jump like nobody's business. So Mike E.M., hope that helps. And thanks for, <laughs> thanks for blowing my mind with the new species of Aplicylus that I can't believe I was unaware of. That's awesome. I love, I love it. Like this hobby never gets old. Like that's literally a genus that I was convinced I had done everything with. Nope. Apparently there's a new one that I didn't know about. Jeremy Morell, those spotty melanistic hedgerandria formosa you showed are eastern mosquito fish. A oh, whole brook eye. Okay, thank you. H formosa has the normal striped barred firm as well as golden variant. Okay, so there's a golden formosa. So those were whole brook eye. Okay, so for the person asking, sorry, I got my species mixed up. Um, whole brook eye is the one that's melanistic. Ugg Aquatics, what's the giveaway? Hashtag, hashtag CPD me. It's like when you're playing, hit me. No, CPD me. <laughs> hey, Disco Fish, great to see you here. Joe Coffee, Yo-Yo Loach. Yeah, those are cool. They're, they're a lot more aggressive, though, than zebra loaches. That's why I like zebra loaches. They're just uh, chill. For a botead, they're, they're a, a lot less aggressive. Cichlids 23, would the CPDs thrive in hive pH around 8 to 8.2? Yeah, I've seen people keep them in hard alkaline water lots. Lots and lots and lots. Um, in, in Los Angeles, there's tons of people keeping them in hard alkaline water and doing fine. Okay, Skipper's Aquariums, sorry, I am back. I had to take care of the nine puppies I have right now. Well, that'll do it. That'll keep you busy. <laughs> By the way, for those that haven't checked out Skipper's Aquariums, doing a whole bunch of really cool little short videos. They don't take long, so you can see what's going on in Skipper's life. So I caught up to, um, I'm a little behind Skipper's Aquariums. I got to the video... Where am I? Oh, of the tank, you got your daughter. Um, and then you guys went to the store and I think got some glow fish and stuff in it. That's the video I'm on right now. So I'm guessing the puppies are after that because I haven't got to that video yet. 44 Mad Guy Fishing More. Thanks, having fun just listening. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. Thank you. Varanid Guy. Thank you for saying Varanid Guy correctly. <laughs> you're welcome. I. That being said, I butcher a lot of these. I remember um, when I was trying to learn to say Chirish. <laughs> I thought it was like Chai Irish or all these things. I, I, I didn't get Chirish. And then I was watching Bob Steenfot's stream or someone else's stream where they actually said Chirish. And I was like, oh, that's how you say that. What's the other one I absolutely butchered? 
Viola hops a lot. Where's Viola? I haven't seen Viola forever. Uh, voila, right? Yeah, so I butcher lots of them, but I'm glad I got yours right. Michael Wilson, try to name Gambusia Holbrookii. Not a good, oh, not a good aquarium fish. Hetrandria formosa is tiny in a different genus. All right, well, I mean, Michael Wilson knows those, that group of fish a lot more than I do. So I might have steered you wrong. Is it because of aggression? Or are they just aggressive little suckers, the whole brook guy? Or are they delicate in your experience, Michael? By the way, oh, shoot. I did that thing. How long have I been on that screen? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I probably lost half the viewers when I forget to switch back. Um, by the way, Michael, um, I don't know if you can see them, but I moved all of the um, red-eye red sword tails that I'm raising, all the babies, to this tank. And, man, they are, they are delicate strain. I just – I don't know what's going to happen with them. I mean, they're – they're just weird. I hope they do okay, but I'm not super hopeful. <laughs> I'm having tr I'm having trouble with that fish. <laughs> um, let's see. Just got to Ty Hunsicker's super chat. Thanks again, Ty, for the five bucks in the comment and for coming to the fish room. It's great to see you. Chevy fish, just an H2O plant, has 96-hour heat packs that have almost 100% success from Uniheat, but they were purchased a year ago. Yeah, mine are from Uniheat too. Maybe I'll check out H2O plants uh, channel and see if they do something different. Randy Harmon, I need to get more CPDs. I love, I love them when I had them. Yeah, they're they're just beautiful. You know, I wasn't a big fan until this batch. Um, in the past, I just haven't had the best luck with them. I've, I think I've had aggression issues just because one seemed to get big and bulky and the others didn't. And um, yeah, they just hit all the time. But this batch has made me a believer. I like that fish now. I'm with Swiski now. I'm with Jimmy now. I really like them. They're not my favorite, favorite, favorite like, like with him, but I like them a lot. Let's see if I get this one right. Icarian fish nerd. Is it Icarian or Icarian? Uh, Icarian fish nerd. That's what I'm going with. Are there any other Mabunas that stay relatively small, three inches to four inches max besides Solosi? Yeah. Um, hang on. It'll come to me. It's blue. It looks like a Mangano, but smaller. Um, Demasoni. Demasoni. Let me show you this. These guys top out at, what, three inches, I'm guessing? Now, that being said, even though they're small, they have a lot of attitude. They are they're aggressive little suckers, but they stay smaller. Um, what's another one? It's been so long since I've kept or done anything with Mabuna on purpose. I've still got a whole bunch of Mangano. If anyone wants them, they're $2.50. I, I got to get rid of these Mangano. Help me out if you want a bunch of Mangano. I've got like 40 or 50 of them. I'm literally losing a ton of money on them, selling them at $2.50. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Demasoni. 
Let's see if someone else can chime in on some others, but I'm, I'm not a big expert on Mabuna. Oh, chat jumped. I'm, I'm working. I'm working hard. 809. Okay, we've got some time to get to these comments. Wow, chat really jumped. I wonder if it did that thing where it just forces me down. Nope. Sherry, Ethereal Wolf Studio. Will CPD skull with zebra or regular pearl danios? Um, I don't know. I've never kept them with those. I've always been afraid that that zebra danios or pearl danios would outcompete them for food because they're so fast. But with this group, the CPDs, the CBDs are on the food like super quick. So I would say that if I was going to try it, I would put the CPDs in first. I'd wait till they knew the tank. I'd wait till they were active and out and about and really hitting the food hard and quickly. And then I would add zebra Daniels and pearl Daniels. That's how I would work that pairing if I really wanted to try. Um, if you have a tank with well-established zipping around zebra Daniels or pearl Daniels, and then you add the CPDs and they're shy and they're not quick on the food, I'd just be afraid that, that they could get out competed. Eric M. Ever getting any half beaks back in stock? Missed my chance when you had them before. Yes, I got more in on Monday. So I received a shipment on Monday. I got, um, this might be worth just telling you real quick. Let me bring that up. I'll tell you. Half beaks was on uh, one of the species I restocked. Okay. Uh, got more Geophagus wine milleri. Got some golden double sword guppies. Got some hyphen corridors Aeneas. Got some uh, flag cichlids, some festivum cichlids. Got some pseudomugil um, fricatus, the fork tail, the platinum half beaks, and uh, bandit cichlids, which are a guianus species, I believe is the genus. So got a decent shipment in on Monday, and that included some half beaks. If all goes well, if all goes whale, if all goes dolphin, if all goes well, I will uh, list them for sale in about two weeks. Pugamus Maximus. I just love it. Such a funny name. Pugamus. <laughs> Makes me think of like a little pug dog with like uh, like a Spartan cape with a shield and a helmet, Pugamus Maximus. <laughs> Will shrimp eat CPD eggs or snails? Uh, depends on the shrimp, like ghost shrimp and anything with like a pincher arms. I forget what those are called. We'll definitely do that. I don't know if cherry shrimp or uh, crystal reds or that type of shrimp would or not. No idea. I've used uh, cherry shrimp and crystal red shrimp as nurses for eggs on several occasions. I've not ran into a problem, but I've not tried them with CPDs. I'm sure that there are some species that have just uh, eggs with really soft shells or something like that, that they might be able to eat. Or what might be more of a problem is when the eggs first hatch and you have the little fry that are not free swimming, if they're laying on the bottom and they're basically a big exposed yolk sack, uh, shrimp might be able to eat that too. So I've not tried it with CPDs, so I'm not quite sure. They work great for killifish eggs and rainbow fish eggs and Corydoras eggs and lots of species like that. But I'm not sure about CPD eggs. 
Dali Vigil. Yes, they put on a show all the time. The Threadfins, oh good. I have had some breeding, but I catch it late and need to set up a separate tank. Hey, the show is where it's at. I mean, okay. If you have never seen Threadfin Rainbow's display, at some point in your life, set up a planted aquarium. It could be a 10 gallon. It doesn't have to be big and get like a few males and a few females, six of each, whatever, and put them in there. Just do yourself a favor. They are spectacular when they display like lots of fish are spectacular. You know, they raise their fins and they shimmy and dance and stuff, but thread fins had developed it to a new level. They're like the bird of paradise of the fish world. The way they spread their fins and the males like flick them really, really fast. Um, reminds me of some of the bird of paradise displays. So at some point do that and Dolly Vigil, I'm so glad you're seeing that. That's awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite sites ever I've ever seen in my entire life. Like just stunning and impressive and never gets old. Chevy fish, best to keep CPDs in well-planted tanks, good for aggression and or feeding of security for them. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Mine are in a bare bottom tank with a just a, a sponge filter, but they do have a big, big mop that takes up like a third of the tank that they can go hang out in and, and hide in and all that. So I hear you. Moonstone KK. Hi, Dan. One of my tanks has ick. Ooh, any fave treatment? Thanks. P.S. Threadfins are wonderful. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying the Threadfins. Yeah. Um, so I used to use Hikari Ickex. The active ingredient is formalin and there might be malachite green in it. I switched to Mardell Quick Cure. Same active ingredients. The only reason I switched is because it's cheaper. Um, it used to take... For a 75 gallon tank, it used to take like uh, a tablespoon and change, I think, of Ickex to treat. And with the Mardell Quick Cure, it only takes two tablespoons. So um, it's just more cost effective, which is why I'm doing that. But I don't raise temperature. I don't throw in a bunch of salt because plants. Um, I, the only thing I do is I add two I hope I didn't say tablespoons, two teaspoons. If I said tablespoons before for the Mardell, that's wrong. For the Ickex, I think it was like a tablespoon and a third or something like that. But with the Mardell Quick Cure, two teaspoons for 75 gallons. That's all I do. Do that for about 10 days. You'll, the Ick will go away within three days or so, a couple days. But you want to keep treating because um, to kill the life cycle, I, I find 10 days is, is safe. I mean, a week is maybe sufficient, but I really don't like it. So um, Moonstone, that's what works for me. The Fish Tank Barn, $1.99 for the chip jar. Mike, thanks so much. Good to see you. And thanks for the super chat. Never required, but always appreciated. And it does make Brenda super happy. Petsotics throwing down $1.37. It's so good to see you back in the streams, Petsotics. Welcome back. Dolly Vigil, you have us on studio mode. Check the stream. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I wish I would have caught that earlier. <laughs> Well, like I said, it's very transparent, this dance fish thing. <laughs> you see what I see. <laughs> 
Okay, making sure Ginger Graves, five bucks. Hey, Ginger, thanks so much. So many Dans. We'll give each one a buck. <laughs> thanks, Ginger. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate the super chat. Appreciate you being such a wonderful customer as well. And not just of me, but of, of other folks in the fish fam. I, I saw on Steenfot's uh, channel that... <laughs> He was, I remember I was watching when he got your order and he was literally like, I don't know. I'm going to ship this. Like, I, I, how do I ship this? This is huge. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. You're supporting everybody. Thanks so much. Terrence Blayton, five bucks digging the beard. Here's five to not shave until the end of the year. Oh, I appreciate that. But it is coming off as soon as I can like have a day where I'm not just running for 16 hours straight. Um, I know it's oh so fashionable and sexy, but this is what I call busy beard. It's just, I've been so busy. I just haven't shaved. It's not on purpose. It's not for no shave November or Movember or any of that stuff. It's just, uh, I've been too busy to shave. Like tomorrow I'm going to get up super early. I'm going to go cut dado notches in tank stand uh, supports like all day. When I'm done that, I'm going to be sweaty and gross and tired, but I'll have to come back. I'll have to answer emails, uh, take care of the fish, um, make sure the contractors are all on schedule and everything's going well there. Uh, get an order ready for next week. You know, it's just, that's why, that's why the beard. Or as I tell my kids, I'm not bald. It's just that my hair fell off my head and landed on my face. But I'm glad you like the beard. Thanks so much. It's going to take a lot more than five bucks to make me keep it till the end, though. Kayla's <laughs> um, <laughs> Aquatics, $10 super chat. Okay, now it's not Pippi Longstocking. Now it's, I don't know who that is, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Yippee. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Thanks so much. Okay. Back up. Try to just knock all these out real quick. I, I'm hoping I can get to everyone's super chat or not super chat, um, comment or question before the end of the stream. If not, I'm really sorry. We are getting close to the end. I'll do my darndest. Okay. Tasty fish sauce. Do you blanch your pumpkin squash or, and or old banana before feeding to your scuds? Thank you. I don't blanch the pumpkin or squash, but I do freeze it and then thaw it. And that softens it. If I wasn't going to freeze it, I'd probably blanch it. Um, they will eventually eat it as it kind of starts to soften. But freezing it and thawing it or blanching it first, they'll just get right on it really quick. Now, Bananas are soft enough. I've never blanched them. I've never frozen them. Bananas are super soft. I just stick a fork in them and throw them right in the tank and uh, they get right on that. Um, but hard stuff, the carrots, sweet potato, things like that, you might want to soften that um, by boiling before you throw it in. Or if you just freeze stuff and thaw it, that often makes it soft too. Mikey M. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're playing 54 punchy time to squit time to squit. We're going to squit here. Time to quit screen sharing. Yeah. If only I'd seen that before. Um, mods, feel free to text me. Like if I'm, if I'm like on the wrong screen or like 
you can't, you know, whatever. Feel free to throw me a text. Uh, no worries. Yep, everyone's telling me I'm on studio. Sorry, folks. I wonder how long that was. That was a while. I apologize. I'm going to quote Corey. I'm bad at my job. <laughs> so funny when he says that because you know he's really good at his job. But um, real stink small. Hashtag small dance fish rules. Like CBDs, small fish. Ginger graves. Dance fish is multiplying. Yep. 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 I know. I was on the wrong screen. I know. <laughs> Mike E.M. Tonight, to be like blocky. Oh, thought to be like blocky eye. Very similar, I think. They have soft. I have soft water. Male is quite aggressive. I haven't seen any fry at the surface like with lamp eyes. Thanks for the answer. All right. You're welcome. Hope it helps. Um, Where have I found fry? Yeah, I tend to find fry at the surface of the blocky eye. I hope you do well with the parva, parvis. Um, I'm going to find out more about that species as soon as I can breathe because I'm really intrigued. Terry's Tropical Tanks, look what screen you're on. I know. <laughs> Don Somerset, like the new graphics on the live stream. I'm glad you like them. It's not on purpose. Um, I literally, when... When YouTube threw me into this new studio without any explanation or warning, just like, here's how you have to live stream now. You find out by trying to do a live stream. It's just like, here you are. You can't get out of it. Um, the color of the chat came up this way. I literally don't know how to make it not be a black background. So I'm glad you like it. <laughs> uh, what I mean to say is, yes, I worked very hard on this. I'm glad you appreciate the artistry and all the thought and uh, programming that went into changing the uh, chat screen to black. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> but I'm glad you like it, Don. Skipper's Aquariums. Yep, at Dance Fish. Are, they are after that. The puppies. Cool. All right, just past Ginger Graves Super Chat, Alien World Aquatics. <clears throat> so if a Santa Maria Endlers and Cobra Endlers breed, will they be Santa Cobras? They'll be mutts. Like, you'll get, I mean, do it once, maybe, just to see what you would get, like in a different tank where they won't contaminate the line or whatever, if you're trying to keep the line pure. But you'll probably get stuff that doesn't resemble either one, honestly. And then if you breed those back in, you'll eventually get back to where they resemble each other. My guess is, yeah, you'll get stuff that doesn't look like Cobras or Santa Maria's. Uh, you'll get a big mix. It's my guess. Skipper's Aquariums at Hollander Absher ask, hello, Dan. When are you going to do a new fish room tour? The new fish for sale our 24 angels are doing wonderfully. I'm so glad they're doing well. Thank you. Thanks for letting me know. Um, so I'm going to do another fish room tour, but I like to, I like to wait until there's been a substantial change in the species offered from the previous tour. And since I buy in such large quantities, um, it takes a while to sell completely out of a tank and rotate a new species in. So once I feel like half the species have changed over whatever, then I'll do a tour. So I'm not really sure when that will be. Um, Cause I don't want to do a tour and be like, 
they're the same fish you saw last time. Let's look at them again, right? Um, that's me with the camera, by the way, looking at tanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Skipper's Aquariums, thanks for uh, bringing that to my attention because I missed that one. <clears throat> Candy overholes. When you saw my CPDs out and come to the glass, you changed your mind too. Actually, that's true. I forgot to mention that. Um, I went to Candy's and I saw her tanks and she had these beautiful outgoing CPDs. And I remember telling her, wait, I can see them. What's going on? Why are they hiding? <laughs> so Candy, you're right. You're right. I should have, I, sh- I should have given credit where it's due. San- Candy's CPDs are like big and beautiful and out there. They're awesome. They're the ultimate CPDs. One day, one day, Candy will put a video on the girl with no contents channel. <laughs> Maybe. Dolly Vigil, the Jello Afro Reef also, also say small. Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. So that's another Mabuna that stays small. Jalo Afro Reef. Rockford Fish Keeping, any pet shops taking any of those cichlids? I don't have any pet shops. I am the pet shop here in in. In Wyoming, basically. <laughs> um, so, no, no. Um, I did. There is one up in Billings, but they do small community fish. They're, they're not interested in Mabuna. So, nope, I've still got them. $2.50. You could literally, with shipping, get 25 of them for like 100 bucks shipped to your door. That's 4 bucks each with shipping. If you order 25 that would, with shipping, be a hundred bucks. Yeah, like four dollars each. I, I don't know what else to do. Um, Richard Crackle, Demace and I are little balls of hate. Yeah, they are aggressive, even for the, even though they're small, they're aggressive little suckers. Which is too bad because they are stunning. They're really beautiful. Michael Wilson, Gambusi are nasty little buggles, buggers, evil fin rippers. Okay, okay, yeah. So, Paul Brookeye, maybe nix that suggestion I gave you. Probably in a tank of their own, though, but maybe not in a mixed community aquarium. Um, Richard Crackle, I mean, I've kept Gambusi in their own tank, and they were fine. Um, Richard Crackle, Clown Labs are 3-inch Mabuna, Libidochromis, Chismule, 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 are their Latin names, Great Fish. Great, another one then. Awesome. Keep them coming. 828. Ooh, I'm so close to finishing. Holland Absher. Johnny Webb here. Just wondering when you're going to do a fish room tour. Okay, I already read that one. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And um, by the way, I'm glad they're all doing well. I'm glad your grandson likes them and everything turned out well with that. Monica Lynn. Is it better to have a bigger school of CPDs what if any tank mate? So from what I'm experiencing now, they seem to be thriving in a big school. It's just blowing my mind. But Candy's keeping them and she doesn't have hundreds. She has them in a community tank. There's what's in there, Candy. Um, there's pistos in there. There's I think there's some Amazon puffers in that tank. I'm thinking it's the 125. Am I wrong? Um, some rasboras, some lampi killifish some just just peaceful community fish and they're doing great so for me the breakthrough was large group doing great but 
Um, and candies, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just settling in, not having any super aggressive fish and stuff. Um, but she doesn't have a massive school by any means. So, yeah, for me, that's the key, though. That's what unlocked their outgoing behavior for me. First time I've seen it like that when I'm keeping them. Wichita Falls Fish Keeper. Have you fed white worms to your fish? Would they be a good option to bulk up quarries? Yes, they'd be an excellent option. I don't keep white worms just because I don't have a wine fridge to keep them at like, you know, 60 degrees. And also because, um, man, white worms and griddles worms just get mites so bad that I just gave up. But yes, if you can get a culture going and feed them to your quarries, they will bulk them up and it'll be breeding time very quickly. Okay. I think there's two more. Oh, there's more than that. Okay. I'm going to have to just get to the drawing. I've promised my mods. I'm not going to keep them past like eight 30. Um, so we're going to do the drawing and close this sucker out. Um, after the drawing, um, yeah, I'm going to go up and, you know, tuck my kids in and all that. But don't forget, 54 Punchy, I believe, is streaming, what, at about 9 o'clock in about half an hour. Um, let us know, Pam, if I'm wrong about that. But uh, there is, I believe, more fun to come. <clears throat> all right. The drawing. The drum roll sound effect that I haven't found yet. And the winner of six CPDs shipped for free on Monday is Shelby Ray Lane. Awesome. Shelby's often active in the stream and commenting on videos and stuff. So it's nice to see you win, Shelby. So Shelby, you've got a minute to let us know you're here. Yes, you're here. Of course you're here. So there you go, Shelby. Congratulations. Glad you won. And, um, Please send me an email, dan at dansfish.com. By noon tomorrow, if you can, please. Um, on the email, I need to know your first and last name and your mailing address. Then I will get the fish out to you on Monday. I'll send you tracking information as soon as they're sent so you know what's going on. And that is great that you won. I, I love it when people that are here regularly and participating and have been here for a while and contributed win. That just makes me feel good. I like it when new people win or people I don't recognize win too. But when it's someone that I'm like, hey, good for them. They deserve it. You know, then it makes me extra happy. All right, everybody. Um, thanks so much for being here. I'd like to thank my mods. I It just blows my mind how they come in and, and serve this channel and serve the community every Wednesday. And just help me out so much. Help us out. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. Um, everyone that gave a super chat. Appreciate that. Super helpful. Especially at this ramen wage startup phase of the business. Where it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's slim pickings, let me tell you. Um, oh, my voice is so... Hang on. Water's low. Dang it, I did it again. There we go. <laughs> My defense, I probably got three, four hours of sleep last night. It's been busy. Um, thanks to everyone that uh, super chatted. Thanks to everyone that just participated. Michael Wilson for dropping his knowledge and correcting me um, about the uh, Gambusia. 
And for everyone that is lurking, I lurk all the time. I feel you. Everyone watching on the replay, I don't forgot you. We'll be back next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And until then, I hope you have a good one. Bye-bye.